I'm your co-host, Maddie, and this week I'm hosting Kelsey Harrison, otherwise known as Get Wild Kelsey, on all things social media. Kelsey currently manages the Core Power Studio in Charleston, South Carolina, where I met her back in 2018. Um, But aside from that, she also owns her own retreat company where she brings people together through nature and yoga, and she teaches virtual yoga online on her website, getwildkelsey.com. She's a nature enthusiast, a yoga enthusiast, and above all, she says, I am just a soul striving for authenticity, vulnerability, and working towards my rawest and most wild self. And guys, that is exactly what she brought to the podcast today. We got real, we got raw. Um, You really get to know Kelsey. So without further ado, let's just dive right in into it hi (laughs) hello (laughs) do you want to introduce yourself and just like I don't know tell tell the audience who you are yeah absolutely um so my name's Kelsey um Instagram is at get wild Kelsey um yeah right now I'm in Charleston South Carolina and I'm currently manage uh core power yoga which is pretty well known um but Yeah, I manage the studio here and will soon be uh, relocating out to Denver, Colorado. So super excited for that. Um, I'm excited for that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So pumped to get close to the mountains. Um, Yeah, and I teach yoga, obviously, and manage here and love Charleston, but I've always wanted to get out west. So it's, it's finally happening. Yeah, how long have you been in Charleston for? I actually don't know this about you. Yeah, just like two and a half years, so not that long. Okay. Um, I moved here May of 2018. Okay, sweet. So when is your official move date? Like, when are you going to be, like, out here? Yeah, so I'm leaving Charleston September 28th, and then going to take a little road trip and um, not going through Kansas, so it's going to be a <laughs> longer road trip driving down south, but um, my dad's coming, so we'll get to share that experience together. Yeah, that'll be super fun. So I previously have kind of given the audience a little bit of who you are and um, what you do, but I kind of just wanted you to talk about, like, if you will, like your elevator pitch, like give us um, what your story is, how you decided to pursue the path that you're currently on, and really, if that means yoga, if that means life, like whatever that is, um, and just kind of let us get to know you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I started doing yoga like here and there in like 2013, 2014, and, um, was doing like P90X with my dad. So doing the videos, um, so not like super yoga, yoga, but, (laughs) um, and then in, I think it was 20, 15, I went with a friend to a power class in Cincinnati. So it's where I'm originally from and was in that class. And like, for me, like I never like did yoga and felt like what the heck's going on. It was just very natural. Mm-hmm. And I went to class and like found myself crying my eyes out in pigeon pose, like, <laughs> um, which, you know, is a hip opener. So it always brings out your emotions. Yeah. Um, and after class, I like went up to the teacher who is now one of my closest friends and my, my guru. Um, and was just like, you know, talked to her and opened up and then I quickly became addicted to power yoga. Um, and then went to her for like the next few years. Um, and during college I went through some trauma and 
yoga was just my saving grace uh, during Mm -hmm. a very dark time. And then I was like, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. So moved to Charleston um, and did my teacher training here. And I only finished my teacher training in December of 2018. And then within, yeah, within 10 months, I was manager of the studio. Um, That's crazy. (laughs) I didn't know that about you. (laughs) Yeah. So it was like, it was such such a natural thing for me to teach yoga. Um, And I, I actually auditioned for core power while I was still in the middle of my teacher training. So I lied and I (laughs) said that I was a teacher. Uh, I was like, I only had like three weeks left. So I was like almost Mm -hmm. a teacher. And (laughs) yeah, close enough. Um, And I went and auditioned and Jackie Skinner, uh, our old manager, who's amazing. Like we joke and she's like, I can't believe you lied to me. Like I was, you know, like a requirement to audition is to be 200 hour trained. And she's like, I never like, you know, so it's just funny to where we Mm -hmm. are. And then it was a very fast path of like, okay, this is what I'm meant to be doing. And, um, things evolved very quickly. So when I was hired as manager in October of 2019, last year, I, at that point was one of the youngest age-wise teachers and the Mm -hmm. youngest in terms of my teacher training, other than anyone who had just come out of our training at the studio. Um, So it definitely was like stepping into a leadership role where, you know, I don't have age or experience on my side, but people respected me and took the feedback I had because I was just obsessed with yoga and it was you know, it was meant to be, it was, it's my path. Um, yeah. And here we are a year later. Um, and since then I've, my main passion is running yoga retreats. So, um, I've ran two, I had two scheduled this year, obviously did not happen. Um, due to Corona. Um, but that's my passion is spending like five, days or more with a group of people, turning them into a family and also getting to see all of this deep inner soul work being done. Um, And also getting people into the outdoors. So getting people hiking and exploring and doing things out of their comfort zones. Um, Yeah. And so here we are through like what that retreat looks like like how you got into that process um like what company you use like all that kind of stuff what you do when you're there yeah so that's like all me pretty much so basically like I moved here I started doing my teacher training and like when I was in college I was in charge of like backpacking trips and stuff like that um I went to school for environmental science and marketing so I was running back trips and always planning trips, love to travel. So it was like, okay, like, cool, I'm doing yoga. And I was like, I want to do yoga retreats. And so I actually booked my first one before I was also done with my training. So I'm like, for all I know, I could be a really crappy yoga teacher. Um, <laughs> not not what happened. But I just want to go for it, though. Yeah. <laughs> so like, jump in. That's just, that's, it's like my theme. I just always am like, yep, make a decision and I do it. Um, Mm -hmm. so I had a good friend of mine, Christine, who lives here. Um, and she had been, has been teaching for like five years and she was like, we met on Instagram actually. And she was like, you know, do you want to lead this retreat with me? Like we'll tag team it. So my first one was co-led, which is 
super helpful. Um, and then, um, so basically how it is, is I, I book a place, um, and I plan everything. So usually, yeah, so it's not, I don't, it's my company, it's my LLC and I carry the insurance and everything. And so for example, I have one in April in Zion and I booked this beautiful Airbnb that's five minutes from the park entrance. And then I provide transportation to and from the airport. And during the retreat, um, my, I provide a chef, a private chef for the retreat who prepares all of the food. Um, and then there's usually yoga once or twice a day, um, once a day on days where we have really long hikes and twice a day when it's like, we do like a free day and you like go into town and shop and we do, more of like workshop style stuff with like journaling and soul work and all of that. Um, And, you know, it is, it's truly magical. So like, for example, my dad came on my Joshua, I went to Joshua Tree, California last year. I wanted to go on that trip so bad and I had school. I was so upset. (laughs) I was texting my mom about it. I was like, I I really want to go. So I'm so jealous. Anyways. It was amazing. (laughs) No, you're good. It was, and it was phenomenal. Like I could not have imagined it going any smoother. Um, And my dad came and he's never done yoga and he, he doesn't get it, you know, And, and he was on the retreat and we were doing this workshop and, you know, at the end of it, you know, there's like, I make them like pair up and, you know, dig into some, mm-hmm. it was a confidence workshop. So dig into stuff and like some limiting beliefs that we have. And at the end of it, he's just like sobbing. Right. And he was just like, yeah. I understand. Like I used to be like, I don't oh. understand yoga or the spirituality behind it. And he was like, and now I get it. Like, this is beautiful. Um, and I just, it's, yeah, I retreats are like where my heart and soul lies. Um, yeah. Well, and like you said, you have your two passions and it's yoga and being outdoors. So I feel like combining those two into one thing is exactly what you needed to do. And I, I have so much respect for you that you really just dove into it. And that is you like through and through and that like you pour your heart and soul into that. So that's that's so cool. Did that um, I don't know if we've touched on this yet, but you moving to Colorado did that have anything to do with it, with being outside, with the, like, Rocky Mountains being right here? Um, yeah. Um, I have always wanted to live in the West Coast. So I started backpacking when I was 14 years old with my dad. Um, okay. We didn't really get along because I was just, like, a 14-year-old brat. <laughs> and, but, like, you know, most dads would be like, oh, she's a moody teenager. My dad was like, no, we're going to go to therapy. So we went to therapy, and then my therapist was like, oh, you guys need something in common. So we went backpacking, and we did, like, mm-hmm. the Grand Canyon from rim to rim. Um, that and was then, so cool. Yeah, I'm like, throw, throw me in the deep end. It's the theme, yeah. <laughs> And then uh, started doing big trips every single year. And, you know, and then I fell in love with backpacking and wilderness and now like mountaineering and ice climbing and so for me like ever since then I remember I was like we came out on the other side of the Grand Canyon and we I was looking over the canyon with my dad and he was like Kelsey you've backpacked the Grand Canyon you can do anything and I remember being like 14 years old like yes I can um and so I've always wanted to move in the mount move towards the mountains um and 
So, didn't know it would happen this soon. Um, mm-hmm. I fully believe in manifestation and, like, the power yeah. of attracting things. Um, and on New Year's Day of 2020, I wrote down on my 2020 intentions that I was going to move to Denver by the end of 2021 at the latest. So I was like, I'll give myself a buffer, right? Yeah, a little Um, little buffer. Yeah. But then, like, my best guy friend, Justin, and I, who's now moving out there also with me, we were, like, walking across the Ravenal Bridge, and I literally yelled off the bridge. I'm very dramatic. And we were, like, like, yelled that we were going to move to Denver. Um, so he always says he's scared of things that I yell into the universe because it's going to happen. Um, yeah, he's like, you're, you're seeing the future, right? Now. Yeah. <laughs> um, then I met my boyfriend right before COVID and fell in love with him and did not, you know, he's Charleston through and through. He always mm-hmm. says the pluff mud runs through his veins. <laughs> um, also dramatic. And he was like, in June was like, Hey, like he brought it up, which I didn't expect. He was like, I want to move to Denver. Like I want to apply it. Yeah. He was like, I want to quit my job. And just like, I have one connection out there. I'm going to apply in Charleston for new jobs too. But like, I'm going to take this one interview and I'm like, okay. Um, and we flew out there in July and he interviewed and spent two days with the guy. And within like, a week had the job and was moved. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, and that's so fast though. That's like I know. Such it's, an unexpected change. It is, and you know, I didn't I didn't I always knew I wanted to go out west. I didn't know it was going to happen, especially during after COVID. I was like, "Oh, I'm letting go of this dream right now, right? Like I have a mm-hmm. stable job." Um and but there was just, like, no question in my mind. It was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to quit my job and move and figure it out and take this leap. And because why not? <laughs> yeah. So were you, were you like, a little shell-shocked at first? Or were you just like, let's go, like, this is incredible? Yeah. I was like, first I was like, don't tease me. And, yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, don't say you're going to interview out there unless you want to move. And he was like, no, I'm serious. And I was like, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um. And he's like, if it works out, right? He's very much, he's in the mindset of like, if things work out and I'm like, oh, we'll just make it happen. Yeah. You're like, like, they will work out. (laughs) Yeah. So we have like two different uh, ways of thinking. So it's always interesting how we approach different um, situations. But I was just like, let's go. And, you know, the hardest part is like, I have the greatest community here Mm -hmm. and love my studio, love my students. Like I have a full-time salary yoga job, which doesn't happen. Um, and it, and so it's like, you know, I'm walking away from a great place. I live in a beautiful city and beautiful community, but I'm doing it for my dreams. You know, I'm doing it for that more, that next step. Yeah. So I actually, I really like that. Like how you were saying, like, you have to do it for the next step. And even though, like, I guess on paper, like, it's checking all the boxes of, like, the community and the, well, like, fulfilling job. And, like, like you said, like, a salary yoga, like, that's incredible. Um, but I've noticed specifically, like, with you and your brand and on your social media and everything, something you often say and often um, lean towards is finding strength and vulner- vulnerability. And it sounds like, to me at least, 
you're putting yourself in a very vulnerable position of like, I'm leaving everything I know, everything I love to pursue something that is potentially greater. Um, Can you kind of walk me through like how you got to that mindset? Because for me, like I go through phases where I'm very comfortable in change. I'm like, change is it. Like I, you have to have change to grow. Um, But then when it comes down to it, sometimes it's intimidating and it's scary and when you actually have to be vulnerable or you actually have to do things outside of your comfort zone, it's like a little bit more, uh, you're like a little bit more hesitant. So how, how did you get to this point of like, yes, like vulnerability is a strength and it is something that needs to happen for you to grow? Yeah. Um, so for me, so I've taken like a, you know, strength tests and whatever. And mm-hmm. one of my strengths is that I'm an activator. So basically when I make a decision, I'm quick to act. I'm quick to buy that plane ticket. I'm quick to, you know, take those jumps. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, the, the vulnerability side, like I'm very grateful because I think that that's rooted in how, partially how I was raised um, okay. of like family, therapy, church, all of that. Um, now I don't really consider myself religious anymore and more spiritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yoga just like connects with that even more of being vulnerable and feeling things. Um, I'm a big feeler and yeah. you know, I think that vulnerability is viewed as a weakness a lot of times in society. The reality is, is it's the biggest strength you can have because being vulnerable is being authentic. It allows others to connect with you. It allows you to see where you can grow. And if you don't recognize your vulnerabilities and share them and feel them, then you're never going to, you know, grow in them. Um, And it is scary. I mean, I have had many days where I'm like stressed out and anxious or crying about this move. And it's my Mm -hmm. dream come true. But I'm still like doing this huge thing. It's still um, a big step. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I feel it all and I talk about it and I, I don't pretend like it's not happening. I'm not like, no, it's every, this is the easiest smooth move ever. Like, no, <laughs> that's not yeah. how life works, but I know it's going to be worth it in the end. Um, I like to think of it as like, so I, I do a lot of ice climbing and when I was, I just got back from Washington and I climbed Mount Baker and I was on the mountain thinking about it while we're climbing and you know you start the climb and you're excited and then you're in the middle of it and you're like why the hell am I doing this yeah <laughs> like <laughs> I'm in pain I'm tired I could be comfortable right now and then you have these moments too so right that's like making these changes you get excited because you're doing it and then you're in the middle of the change and you're like why am I doing this this is so hard and then you know, you come up to an ice crevasse, which is basically a giant hole in the mountain that mm-hmm. you don't want to fall in. Yeah. And I like, I think, I think of the analogy, um, and I used this in one of my classes the other day, but you come up to the ice crevasse, right? And it's a big jump. And that's literally how, like, the guides and the mountain people phrase it. Like, it's just a big step. And that's what it is. And the more that you think about it, the more likely you are to misstep, the more you're going to hesitate and the more you're going to not jump with your full might, the more you're going to land, you know, maybe in the hole. And so it's like you walk up to it and the, the best thing you can do is keep moving forward and cross that ice crevasse. And 
it helps to know that if you fall, if you don't make it, you are literally tied into a team of people, your support system, your friends, your family, your community. There are people who will help you. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. that's why they're there is to pull you out of the hole, pull you out of the hard parts. So it's like and then you keep moving. Right. And you get to the top and you get this view that nobody else gets and you get this view of the mountains or of your life, of your dream, that people mm -hmm. who did not even step onto the mountain will never get, and yeah. they will never experience it. And so it's scary, it's hard. There's moments where you wanna hesitate and you wanna turn around, but the best thing you can do is keep moving forward and rely on your support system, your team, and know that at the end, the view is worth it. Yeah, and it, like you said, like you see, what other people don't see and I'm sure it gives like a new perspective and all of that and it's is there any has there ever been a point in your life where you have felt almost like stuck and like you haven't had that support system and if that's the case like it are you a little bit more hesitant to make that jump and to continue pursuing or like have you always had people who surround you and love you because obviously like we all have friends we all have family like we all have people in our life but has there ever been kind of outside circumstances that have made you a little bit more hesitant and a little bit like more stuck quote unquote yeah I mean so I definitely am blessed with my family um like when I called to tell them I was moving to Colorado and quitting my job in the middle of a pandemic <laughs> my dad was like great can I drive with you like, that's just how they are. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm stressed out about starting my own business on my own full time. And my dad was like, oh, you're going to crush it. Like, by the way, we opened the pool. Like, doesn't even hear the worry. He just <laughs> yeah. trusts fully. Um, and now there have been, you know, there's moments. And I think that's where, like, you got to make sure you have those connections. It's so mm -hmm. important to have people to take care of you um but that also means by taking care of other people mm -hmm. so you know when i moved here uh with an uh ex-boyfriend and when i moved out of his place you know i moved out with nothing and mm -hmm. the way that the yoga community is who stepped up for me people were just showering me in love and support and um it definitely makes you feel more more solid in it um but when I moved here I mean I had my parents as a support but I didn't know anybody at all when I moved to Charleston yeah um and so for me building the community was like a must-have it was like a necessity so I was you know reaching out to different groups getting involved in nonprofits. I was joining different clubs and like I've been researching hiking women hiking groups in Colorado and like watching everybody make their posts about their 14ers. And I'm like, yeah. as soon as I get out there, I'm going to make a post and make friends because you can sit on the sidelines or you can jump in and create that community. And I think it shows like two and a half years I've been here. I can't go to Costco without seeing like nine people. I know, <laughs> you know? it's like, I am yeah. connected to and know more people here than I could have imagined. And now I get to go and I get to do it again. And I mean, there's definitely that fear of like, okay, I have this community here and I'm leaving it. 
but then I remind myself like, but I built this and I can do that again. Exactly. And that's, I really, I respect that about you because I feel like a lot of people would be like, no, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I have my community and you, you don't see it as like your support system, your community leaving just because you're leaving. You're just like, this is an opportunity to build another one. And that's, that's really special. That's really awesome. And I think that with a lot of people, sometimes it's like, like you said, like you have to kind of take care of yourself first and then like put yourself into that community. And a lot of people, I don't know if you're, I'm assuming you're more extroverted than introverted. <laughs> I am. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. But a lot of people kind of view like being extroverted or introverted as like being outgoing or not when in reality being an introvert is meaning that you're fueled by yourself and being an extrovert is you're fueled by other people and so the fact that you are quote-unquote an extrovert and you are someone who really relies on other people and like not in the sense of like you're dependable on them but because they are your community and because um they are your support system and they fuel you to some extent I respect the hell out of you for being like, I'm going to go across the country and I am not going to know anyone and I'm going to join these groups and I'm going to post and I'm going to make a new community for myself. That's incredible. And um, with that, I think that sometimes we as humans often forget to take that time and like pour into ourselves so that we can pour out into other people. And I know I'm like really diving deep with you and like some of these questions, but what do you do to continue to fuel yourself so that yeah. you can like further that community and that you can continue to pour out onto other people? Yeah. Um, no, it's a great question. And the more personal, the better. So get into it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm definitely extroverted. It's funny because I've always been like, you know, in high school, I was like a soccer team and in charge of like, the um student government and all those kinds of things right Mm -hmm. and then college super involved um but then i'm definitely like i like my alone time still so like Mm -hmm. it's i'm like a slightly i guess introverted extrovert like i'm very extroverted love people Mm -hmm. but also i'm like i need my time and so for me the number one thing that's the most refueling is on a day-to-day, so there's two different thought processes here. So day-to-day, it's I, I have to move my body. Um, and so I have like a very strong personal yoga practice where I get on my mat and I just flow and I just move. And, you know, I like taking classes, but even then, like sometimes when I take my teacher's classes, they're like, you're like an eyesore. You just like do your own thing and you don't even like listen to me. <laughs> You're like, I'm listening to my body, though. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's like, you know, for me, movement is so important, whether that's like this morning, I went like an hour long walk. And then I went to the studio and I did 30 minutes of like play play time. So I call it on my own. Mm -hmm. Um, And every time after that, like, I feel better. Like I on Sunday woke up and like stressed out. And then I went and I just did like a quick little flow. And I'm like, great. I feel so much better. Um And then on a bigger scale, which is why I'm so excited to move, it's like being in the wilderness and being in nature. And when I moved here, I didn't love the beach. I appreciate Mm -hmm. the beach now. It's still definitely not my, not where I belong, but um, I learned to love like long beach walks by myself. Um, And 
just like or going on walks in different parks around here um but like doing my backpacking trips and my mountaineering like anytime i come back i'm like you know i'm rejuvenated refueled and have i have filled up my cup um so you know for some people it's smaller simpler things like reading a book or you know taking a bath and stuff for me it's like movement and planet earth are my fuels um, yeah no, yeah. and that's that's great that you're that you recognize that and you're in tune with that and um, that you're taking these next steps to get out here and have both. That's that's incredible. I I wanted to ask because I know that um, from what I understand, like you are very in tune with yourself and you are um, very good about like recognizing, like you said, like your strengths and weaknesses and your thought processes and what it is that like fuels you. Um, and I kind of wanted to do, just to kind of wrap up everything, I wanted to ask you about if you had any advice to people who are currently feeling stuck. Because I know that with everything changing in the world, and especially with corona and with maybe people are inside more, and I know that in Colorado, something I've been thinking about is like when winter comes, like if we're still like this, like what are people going to do if they can't get outside or if they can't? be around people that they typically are around. Do you have anything? I know that's kind of a hard question, but do you have any advice to those people who might feel stuck just because of the current circumstances? Yeah. Um, I think, cause I was feeling stuck during like, I mean, I, okay. I had a great quarantine, but at, like we had fun <laughs> with it. I like painted a mural on my wall and like just doing arts and crafts and, you know, enjoying the downtime. But yeah. I mean, I did have days and then towards the end I was in a rut and struggling and a lot of my friends are there too. And the biggest thing I think is number one, to remember that it's temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to, to know that you can get yourself out of the rut. So I think people oftentimes feel like it's out of their hands or life is happening to them when the reality is is we create our own realities yes we have this crazy pandemic going on and maybe you're laid off or maybe you've made a life change or you're stuck or you know maybe people are stuck with like and with people living and with people they don't like you know Mm -hmm. um but it's a choice every single thing that they do is a choice and so we get to create our own lives and in that same way we can get ourselves out of a rut and it could be a small making small daily decisions like, okay, this morning I'm just going to take do yoga for 15 minutes. I'm going to wake up and I'm going to start my day like that. And I'm going to write three things I'm grateful for. And then maybe you continue that habit and you slowly add in other things of like, okay, if I'm feeling stressed out, I will sit for like five minutes, which is not a whole lot of time and just breathe. Um, Or maybe it's making a massive change like moving across the country or, you know, um, I was speaking to a woman who I love and look up to yesterday and she was like, you inspire me because you're just so brave and courageous to do these things. And she was like, like alluding to, you know, wanting to divorce, get divorced. And she's been with her husband for over 20 years and has kids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's like, it has been 20 years of me feeling this way. And I'm like, well, you're, if you don't change anything, you're going to continue feeling this way. Yeah. And so something has to change and staying in the same routine will keep you in a rut. 
you know, you got to push yourself. You got to challenge yourself. Do something that excites you. Do something that scares you because scared is good. Scared means growth. Yeah. So what is the what is the balance for you between because like you said, if you stay in the same routine, you're never going to change. You're never going to grow. But then there's also like you were saying, getting up in the mornings and having that time and like being able to have your five minutes to breathe or practice and flow for 30 minutes or how much do you rely on routine um, versus to hell with the routine. I just got to do what I got to do. So like day to day for me, every single day looks different managing the studio. And I know it's going to be even more different once I'm running my own business. Um, But there's still certain habits that I have every day. So no matter what I wake up, I read a chapter of a book. I just finished Untamed by Glennon Doyle. It's amazing. That is a great book. (laughs) Yeah, so good. And then I journal on it and I do my intentions of the day and my gratitude. Then I get to work and whatever that looks like, maybe I'm like, I'm going to work out or, you know, I'm going to go do yoga or I'm going to answer my emails or do like some admin stuff for the studio, whatever it is. So it's like I set my foundation and then from there I, I am able to excel more. Um, but so I think it's like day to day having a routine to an extent routine things that keep you stable are good. Mm -hmm. But if you don't change anything, you won't grow. Right. So that's where it's the, the big changes come in, such as um, changing your job or asking for more responsibility or changing your relationship. And so having these grounded habits and allow you to take these changes and do them successfully and implement them in a way that doesn't bring you down or overwhelm you, right? Because you have these foundational habits created does that make sense yeah no that makes total sense it's like it's more so the action of having the habits and having the things that fuel you and having the things that you know are going to make your day great but then doing them in a way that allows you to also have time to do non-routine things Mm -hmm. and that's like more of a day-to-day thing not like a set week or set month or set year of like this is my routine I have to stick to it and that's that's great. And I, sorry, like really pivoting. I feel like I'm just all over the place today. Um, but with routine, so your, your routine now at, in Charleston is yoga and it's the studio and it is, like you said, getting outside and moving your body and doing all of that kind of stuff. You've alluded a couple times to this new business that you're starting. Um, do you mind giving yeah. us a little bit of insight on that and like how that is going to change everything? And like, obviously you're going to be in Colorado and how that's going to change your quote unquote routine and what that is. Yeah. So I have a couple of different, I'm, I'm trying to figure it out still exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, retreats are like non-negotiable. They're happening. Um, yeah. I will probably be doing four next year. So my April and Zion's already booked. And then I plan on doing Colorado because it'll be okay. convenient. Selfishly, um, I'm so excited about that because you know I will be signing up. But heck yes, <laughs> uh, that's probably going to be June, summer months for hiking. And then I'll okay. do Sedona in September and then Mexico in October. And then I already have two private retreats booked as well. So I have one in okay. Nove- November this year. I got to fly back to Asheville and then Mexico in January. So that's like a family is 
literally ta- taking me on, on vacation with them to teach them yoga. Um, that is so cool. <laughs> so retreats, p- public and private ones, are going to be like my – so the way I've been thinking about it is like you have a jar and – you put your big rocks in the jar first and then you fill up the space with sand after. So my big Mm -hmm. rocks of my business are my retreats, right? So those are my important stuff. And then um, the next step is what will support me in the meantime? What do I do in that interim time when I'm not on my retreats and how can they funnel in to support my big rocks, my retreats? Um, And so trying to figure that out, I got a lot of, things going on and mm-hmm. my business life coach says I need to pick something um yeah. so right now I've been doing like some virtual yoga classes which is going well um and I I enjoy filming it and you know being able to reach people who aren't comfortable coming to studio right now um I'm also in the middle of doing my personal training certification so I'll be done with that by the end of the year I'm also in the middle of getting my 500 hour teacher training. Um, (laughs) You have a lot going on then. (laughs) Yeah. And in November, I'm also getting my wilderness first responder certification. And um, yeah. And so then we'll, I'll see how it all plays out. Um, I plan to teach like two community classes at the local core power um, a week just to build a community and meet people and make yeah. friends um, and teach in-person classes because it's great. Um, and, you know, I – so I'm still figuring it out. Retreats is, like, absolutely 100%. Um, and then it's going to slowly keep developing from there on out. Um, but many retreats to come, yes. So stay posted. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. And – you mentioned um, with the virtual yoga classes, is that something that you started doing like post COVID just to keep everyone connected and like kind of how you've seen the shift in the yoga community of like people being comfortable being in studio or like doing more of virtual stuff, whatever that means. Yeah. So during when uh, we were all shut down here in South Carolina, um, I was teaching probably like five Zoom classes a week and it was mm-hmm really encouraging like I'd have like 15 people or so like tuning in you know and it's like um really beautiful how you can stay connected these days with technology um so I'm not doing zoom right now but I'm like recording them with my fancy microphone and (laughs) um filming them and then selling them on my website um getwildkelsey.com go yeah, check I'm gonna, it out I'm gonna have you plug all of your stuff at the end of this don't you worry and um yeah little self-promotion um and selling them and like just doing the flow where you know you have you purchase it and it's pre-recorded and it's right now it's been like me and whoever I can get to be a body with me so yeah. different teachers of mine and and friends um and you know I I cue it, cue you through it. And, um, yeah, so that's fun. And, um, we're, we have like, we're running a house in Denver and so Mm -hmm. we'll have a studio room where Kelsey gets to film. Um, (laughs) got to figure out all of the technology stuff because it's not my, uh, forte, but I'm I'm slowly learning. Um, yeah. So just a way to stay connected and reach people who aren't comfortable, um, or who, you know, are just like if you're on vacation you can still take a yoga class you know exactly yeah and that's 
That's cool. Did you kind of have that? Did that idea like really come to fruition um, recently or was it like, was this always in the back of your mind or? People have always asked me like, oh, you should do a YouTube channel. I'm like, nah, it's just not me. Yeah. And like, I'm not doing YouTube channels still. People still keep telling me that. Um, And you're like, no. (laughs) I'm just like, I don't know how. Yeah. Like, usually I don't like my voice. I'm always like, I don't like recording myself. And then like. During the shutdown, I definitely got comfortable, more comfortable with recording myself. Um, and then there's been a lot of people who are like, wish I could come, wish I could take your classes. And like when I stopped doing Zoom, mm-hmm. I have people who were like in California or, you know, different states who were taking my Zoom classes and who were like, really wish I could take your class and you were still doing these. Um, so it's good. It's nice. Um, and it's like good, like passive income you know where I make the videos I put them out there and you know it slowly is building it's a definitely a a work in progress but yeah not something I thought I would do no yeah no well that's that's good and I think that that's kind of where I wanted to wrap up um this episode and I don't know unless there's anything else that you kind of wanted to touch on I feel like we covered a lot yeah (laughs) um but Tell everyone where they can find you. Tell them about your retreats. Tell them about your website, like whatever. Instagram, plug yourself. This is your time. Yeah, it's Get Wild Kelsey. That's my G-E-T-W-I-L-D-K-E-L-S-E-Y. So that's at Get Wild Kelsey for my Instagram. My website is Get Wild Kelsey. My email is Get Wild Kelsey at Gmail. Um, And... Yeah, check it out. You know, I'm going to have lots of fun yoga retreats coming up and adventures. Um, And I love connecting with people. So, like, at follow me on Instagram, I'll probably follow you back. We can chat about things. Like, I'm for it all. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show and for kind of giving us an insight into who you are. I know that I personally learned a lot about you and want to continue to get to know you and, like, Um, talk about these cool things and so I appreciate it thank you for being open and being vulnerable and um, for really giving us like the inside scoop on you and like who you are so yeah thank you so much this was so much fun and I can't wait to come hang out with you in Denver yes I know I'm excited you'll be here so soon well with that being said guys um, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the hookah girls podcast stay posted Um, we upload every other Monday, but I do have a couple bonus episodes coming up for you guys, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye!